Welcome to the Story Bar podcast. This is your host Garima. In the series of conversations storied with Garima, I look forward to hearing your story, learning about your journey and all the milestones you have covered by simply being who you are, by simply being yourself, bringing extraordinary stories of ordinary people online at the Story Bar. With love and light, Garima today i would like to take a moment to recognize redm and the great work this organization is doing in the area of human trafficking and sex trafficking redm is a pro bono crowdsourcing and networking movement about improving the human condition by connecting highly skilled individuals to the organizations that need them the most Redim provides opportunities to connect professionals, network and talents with solutions to help spread awareness of the horrendous world of sex trafficking. They host events to support organizations like Redeemed that owns and operates a safe house in the Houston area where they have provided restoration services utilizing a nationally recognized trauma-informed approach to women who have been rescued from their traffickers. The house is not only a safe space for the women to reside but is also a place of healing and hope for the journey ahead of them. We are so proud of Redem and the work that it is doing in this space. If you too wish to contribute and make a difference, please follow Redem on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. You can also reach out to the founder of Redem, David Reed on LinkedIn. He is the CTO and CMO at National Oilville Varco. Feel free to let him know what skills you would like to offer and how you would like to contribute to the cause. I'm so pleased to have Nitish with me today. Welcome Nitish. It's been a long time and I really wanted to have you here with me. There's so much that we have to talk about and discuss. A very warm welcome to you. Thank you Garima thank you so much for having me it has been a long time but yeah i hope i can chime in a bit of wisdom that i have to offer <laughs> definitely looking forward to it. yeah yeah nitish i know you very well but i would like you to introduce yourself to our audience who are looking forward to know you a little more and what you do exactly okay so by the way i'm nitish and Uh, I am uh, an aerospace engineering student, so sort of like a space enthusiast right from my very young age, and that's where it all, uh, you know, came in, and I chose to pursue that. That's how it started, and I think, uh, yeah, now it's sort of like very much pivoted into business and entrepreneurship and everything. Of course, relating with the domain that is space. Uh, yeah, but then uh, the passion is still there, and I think that's driving me. So I am also the found founder of Unbounded. uh which is uh, a podcast regarding startups in life which i started off so uh yeah so please do check that out so that is a platform uh which i started off with the primary intention to basically know what it takes first hand for myself uh to basically understand uh, what it takes to be an entrepreneur especially in the space domain itself so i think that's the, one of the best ways to uh, learn as well uh and i am also the chair of the students for the exploration and development of space in india which is an international international nonprofit 
So yeah, that's about me. Wow. How old are you, Nitish? I have to know. Oh, I am. I am twenty. <laughs> kidding, kidding. But yes, that's a lot. That's a lot. I would say. And uh, help me understand why aerospace. Why are you so interested oh. in this particular area? Okay, I think like everybody used to dream of becoming an astronaut and everything. It's sort of like a dream from a young age itself, uh, especially. uh when at uh, the time of your uh, you know curiosity when you learn about rockets and stuff you can't choose to ignore it at all you just have to keep pursuing it i right. think fortunately enough i have been able to you know just focus on that thing alone and then not let my mind wander around uh, in so many places that i would actually shift the focus but even if i had interest in some other things that i wanted to do space was always there so it was space first and then something else later so i think uh that was there and apart from that i think uh, it is blatant curiosity in one sense i would say uh, i mean it is not every day that you get to you know literally tell people that okay i am a rocket scientist and i am building rocket engines so i am you know working on satellites and in one way it is cool but in another way it gives you a sense of satisfaction itself that okay i am pursuing what i thought i should and this is my passion it genuinely interests me so okay. i think that's there and i think it genuinely takes courage for people at least in our country to basically uh, you know wander off in a domain like that and just stick to it and not worry about anything else at all because of their because of the risk associated itself right so uh, you don't know if you'll get a wonderful career it's all or nothing so you're basically betting everything and, and i think that's fun uh, so the thrill itself is another thing so yeah i think that is why i say i get it i get it because there's nothing more satisfying than that feeling right and yeah now talking about this particular uh, passion of yours what inspired you to start unbounded oh okay uh so i think uh it was say 2 to 3 years ago that uh I you know got of uh, I you know started off with uh, working in a startup during my first year so it was basically an internship right mm-hmm. so that is when I got introduced to the whole world of startups and how they function and everything right. so uh, to be very honest before that time I was so much fixated on this very big agencies like NASA Israel SpaceX and thought then I thought of okay I should uh, work here and maybe I should get into Boeing and work there because they are legends literally in this entire field and these are monopolies basically so you can't do nothing uh, much beyond that that was how my mind was entirely focused on say 2 to 3 years ago uh, but i thought okay why not let me try out uh, working in a startup and you know learning is always learning i mean right. i'm in my first year so i can't expect to obviously work in or intern in uh, an aerospace corporation as such which is a right. fraud and it is not possible also for indians to do that so yeah i think uh, that i took an actual chance there uh, trying to uh, you know explore certain new things and everything but little did i know that i will literally fell in love with i fall in love with and then i will ignore everything else so uh, the environment itself the whole startup so i worked in a company called team inda mm-hmm. on a rover building program so we we actually designed and developed the lunar rover and tested it on on simulated lunar soil Wow. So that was yeah that was the role in my first year. So yeah I think uh, the whole dynamics of the place how people were interacting with each other how chill it is there are no rules nothing and 
you know there is a there is an amazing mix of experience and uh, youth and talent so that was there and there are a lot of fun stuff to do especially when your office is in bangalore so i think that is uh, you know one phase of my life which really really put things into perspective and told me like like you've been getting it all wrong right so uh, what i realized by then is that i had the dream i had the imagination of working in such high places like nasa spacex and everything but mm-hmm. those were just in my mind what i imagined right mm-hmm. i don't actually know how things are actually when i go and get to work in a place like that but on the contrary especially in a startup i never even cared about it i never even thought anything about it and i always had the sort of negative opinion okay startup they just want you know play with a little stuff and then probably drones or something of that sort and then they mm-hmm. uh you know that there ends the story right because you can only reach so far with very little money and very little r&d and everything uh especially in the uh, space domain itself because it it's literally taken uh, a whole country's part of gdp in order yes. to allocate uh, you know funds to space and then develop because it's very very costly right so but i never knew the kind of work that was actually happening in the startup the kind of minds that work there and then the dynamics of the place the whole workplace situation that you get immersed itself in and you know in one way or the other it was very cool but uh, if i were to put it in another sense i would say that uh, you know i felt intimidated mm-hmm. uh, when i first stepped into that place everybody mm-hmm. was a, a, a how do you call it i should not put the word genius but everybody was so cool like they were okay with whatever they do and they concentrate 100% of it and there was, there was an excellent balance it was not mm-hmm. just work alone it was fun it was work and and there was quality work getting done uh, it doesn't mean that they don't do quality work at all it's it's it, if not at least on par with whatever the national space agencies have been doing right so mm-hmm. it's it's on a such a big scale and i was like oh my god what have i signed up for i did not know that all these happen here and everything but then uh, you know i got to meet lots of amazing people as well there is no such thing as hierarchy you can mm-hmm. go and talk with anybody and you can interact i highly doubt if it's the same in uh the national space station right. and all but right. yeah so i think that sort of uh of an environment actually i think it inspired me a lot and that is when i also got to know the importance of networking and uh you know how you interact with people and and it's like it it developed me as a person so to say you can do anything you want right so all you have to do is just go to your mentor and ask look i want to do this how can i do it and they will tell you how you have to do it right. so i think on that term uh the whole startup scenario that sort of like captured my mind and i i think that was the moment when the bug entirely caught me right um so i couldn't leave it after that so what happened was i uh, came back to my college during my second year i was mm-hmm. studying and looking for other opportunities as well but one day i get a call back from my mentor and he says look uh you did well during your first term so we want you to come here and there is something called as lap to moon there is a program mm-hmm. of team and uh that startup and it's called as lap to moon so uh that is like basically a scheme which they initiated so they had about 3000 entries from around the world it's basically like a contest right so uh, uh the selected winner uh, gets funded and you get to develop an actual lunar payload uh, which can go to the moon and you know does experiments all there wow. so he was like uh, look can you come in and uh, develop and deliver it for launch for us i was like what <laughs> Wow. what did you just say and yeah so i highly doubt if i would have gotten such of such opportunities and such freedom to explore if i were uh, uh, you know so fixated on my thoughts towards national space agencies and everything right so 
I told, I immediately told yes, and I again came back during that summer. I had a colleague, uh, uh, she was from SSN as well, so she also did uh, the first internship with me during the first year, mm-hmm. right? But then she was one year uh, senior to me, but then, yeah, both she and I had to uh, work on this new project and deliver, right? So that is when I actually came in sort of like uh, an actual employee, right? It's not just an intern, so you get that feeling of, you get to office every day. I commute by bike. I enjoy the morning rides like anything in Bangalore. So, I mean, of course, there is traffic, but the roads are just magic, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I turn out, uh, I turn up every day to the office and then uh, it's just basically working in front of the, the system, designing payload and, you know, you you get to do simulations and stuff and then see if it checks out. But then it's also very, very daunting because I knew nothing, nothing about how to develop a payload or nothing about the software or anything else. Right. And neither did my colleagues. But we had to research everything and we had to reach out to people. They were always open, uh, the people in the startup. My teammates, they were always open to, uh, you know, sort of like help us out whenever we required. But then they will be very careful as to how much to help out. They won't give you anything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they won't give you the full thing itself, but they mm-hmm. will just give you whatever is required so that you can go out and explore. So it was an amazing 40 days, I would say. And then we got somewhere. Theoretically, we completed all the work on the paper and I got to present my... Uh, uh, you know, the payload itself, at least the uh, theoretical part of it to the mission director of Chandrayaan. So, uh, it's Rohan, then I, we got it reviewed. So, yeah, it was it was such a crazy experience. So, that is when it really, really, again, pulled me towards the entire startup side of it. I started to see a better, uh, uh, you know, version of myself becoming day by day as I, you know, just went to the office and then worked on something which I believe is very, very amazing. So, I think that was the second instant when startups caught my attention. But then, yeah, okay. By then, I was completely convinced that, okay, look, this is something that I really, really want to do. Uh, I don't want to uh, work in a national space agency where there is hierarchy and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure if there is so much uh, to do or explore uh, in terms of, yeah, whatever you want to do. So it's like uh, you get a, you get assigned a task and then you, you just complete it there. But here, you get to choose the task and then you get to finish it, right? So there is that sort of an X factor, uh, especially in such a place. So I was very, very convinced that, okay, look, uh, wherever I go, whatever I do, I mean, I have to be in a startup in my future. So that is when I started imagining a version of myself. Okay, look, if I, you know, live two or three years of my life, how, where will I be? In what position would I be? And mm-hmm. then uh, the moment I imagine working in a startup or doing something with a startup, I'll be completely happy with it. So it is not like I never had a hint of doubt at all. So that's there. Uh, but then there was also this part of it, which, uh, you know, I did not explore much, right? So mm-hmm. that is the uh, the business side of it, uh, the startups with respect to space and everything. I've been working on R&D. I've been working on research, mm-hmm. developing payloads and everything. But then uh, what does it take to run a startup like that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, especially in a country like, Ours, where mm-hmm. people and investors literally run when they hear the word space in whatever mm-hmm. you do they don't they don't even care to listen to you because there are no defined policies and right. of course situations are improving right now but then there are no defined policies and uh, there is not a framework and you have to literally try so so hard to get the money uh, right so and and it has to be millions of dollars because it's very very costly and uh, there is one thing about space which i think all of us have to remember it is that you have to spend a billion dollars to make a million dollar company, especially in space. So it's like you will never be profitable at least uh, in the first five, six or seven years after you made your first successful attempt. 
it is only after that you get to break even and then sort of like uh, you know build a profitable company even i think uh, hasn't broken even yet mm-hmm. they're still running at a loss but they're one of the most successful space companies so mm-hmm. imagine what it would take for somebody else to build an empire like that knowing that look money is not something which you're not going to see in a very long time if you mm-hmm. uh, you know dive into that and i think that is still a curiosity within me as well i wanted to know oh my god i can do this r&d stuff and everything but i i am a person who's how do i put it uh, who's an able ambivert or probably an extrovert as well mm-hmm. so i can talk and connect and everything and i find the business side of it actually very very fun but mm-hmm. then i need to know how to do it and how do i how do how the ceos get money and everything right so right. how do they pitch it to people and what happens after that and uh, you know what do you do with the money how do you split it and how does the company run how does the company function all that question comes into upon me and that is when mm-hmm. i decided oh my god look uh, maybe this is another side which i have to explore as well in this domain itself and that is when i decided okay look i am going to have a startup of my own that is my goals from now so i want to become a genuine space entrepreneur i wow. think that is uh, through the experience that this whole uh, sort of like uh, um, how do i put it this idea came into fruition in my mind itself so uh, yeah i think that is how uh, the startup and entrepreneurship side was but then i knew that just dreaming and imagining would take me nowhere right? mm. or at least i will just be how do i put it uh, i will just be another normal person who just aspires but what am i doing in order to uh, you know put my first step forward what am i doing to make myself ready to achieve right. that goal right that was always there on my mind but then i knew that i had to do something regarding that right and i think that is uh, when i decided that okay look i can talk with people i can connect with them very easily uh, i am i am bit of a good leader as well so uh, why not start a podcast right. right so there was a there was a very different mentality when i actually started it off but then i'm just skipping that part so if you want i can cover that no no please please do please do okay cool so <laughs> Okay, that was there on my mind after I yeah finished my work at Team Indus and then I came back to my college and everything. And one evening, uh, you know how colleges here in India they just suck the life out of you. So uh, yeah, I think I had uh, college right from eight uh, to night seven thirty continuous classes. Right, there was no break at all. Uh, I was of course taking an extra elective as well. So I had to stay until night seven seven thirty. It was completely drained out, and I hated every lecture that day. Right. I came to my room and I, uh, you know, just lied on my bed. Uh, and I think uh, people, you know, resort to certain things when their mind is off. And then probably some like cooking, some like listening to music to just basically rejuvenate your mind and everything. So I, for me, that was listening to podcasts. Right. So that is when I put on my headphones and I started listening to Jay Shetty's podcast on purpose. so i was listening to it and half way through that i think it struck me oh my god look uh, i had this dream um of uh, you know i always wondered i am going to become a space startup ceo and how do i do that uh, what am i doing in order to put my first step forward and what am i doing to uh, uh, you know get myself ready to achieve that right so and that is when it struck me the connection was the podcast so i think that would give me an opportunity to go and meet with people and sit and talk with them and then uh you know uh explore what they have been doing until now what was their journey and then i think that is basically essentially tapping out of wisdom that you don't necessarily get very soon in your life you have to go through that experience or work with right. them in order to understand that but podcast was a shortcut right so uh, you basically 
uh, you know, you would have had to spend probably a year or so with the person to know all that stuff about them and then get close with them and everything. But then I was able to do that with the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. So they told me their entire life journey and, you know, we had food together, whatever we go and meet with the CEOs and everything. So that was that. And yeah, I think that was when I decided that, okay, maybe I can do a podcast. I, I love listening to it, but why not try doing one? I think that is how... I started off with Unbounded and that, is, that was the creation and from that point on, I think it took my life to another uh, level at least in terms of my, uh, you know, perspective where I was and where I am to go and where I am right now. So I think that has taken me one step further and it has opened tons and tons of avenues for me to explore and then, uh, uh, you know, probably grow. So I think that is how Unbounded started. It was basically just an idea for me to understand uh what it took or what it takes for me to become a space entrepreneur in the domain itself in this country right so uh, a rather a successful one so yeah i think uh that was the idea behind unbounded but then i realized that it is not just me but there are a lot of persons uh, there are a lot of people who uh, love listening to podcasts and stuff and uh you know there is no such platform especially in india uh, except for new space india but then right. Uh, Narayan, I think he lives in Berlin and everything. Of course, he, he manages to cover most of the Indian space ecosystem. But then I wanted to get a video podcast. I thought that, and then I realized that, okay, look, I am, uh, I am sort of like a, a student who's doing this. So maybe I can, uh, you know, reach out to my own network and then help my friends and, you know, people uh, about how uh, you get into this industry and everything. And they can learn a bit more about space and not just professionals. I think so that is when... Uh, I realized that, okay, this is worthwhile doing this apart from just my own uh, intention of knowing how to do uh, or how to start a startup itself. Right? So it is, it, is, it is an amazing source for people uh, who are looking or aspiring to do great things in life as well. So okay. I think uh, that is one good thing with India that he came out of it. So that was never in my uh, thought process. So I think that is the creation and the story of Unbounded. So that is how it started. Right. Nitish, this is a major leap, I would say. This is how I look at Unbounded. You have initiated a conversation in a space where there has not been much of a dialogue and awareness, right? And talking about this journey, if if we have to discuss about the initial phases of beginning this podcast what have been some of the challenges that you experienced because when we are starting with something new there is always some kind of anxiety on our own personal front then apprehensions coming from the other side as well right and getting amazing people on the podcast right in the beginning is not always easy right so how would you describe that phase to us I think that's a very great question because uh, I think that's genuinely one part that has to be addressed uh, if people who are listening to this have to get something valuable out of it apart from what I'm about at that time. So I think, yeah, the idea was fixed and everything. So all I had to do was after I made the decision in my mind that, okay, I am going to do a podcast. I had to put my first step forward doing that. That's all I had to do. I shouldn't think. So that night, I what I immediately, uh, uh, you know, started thinking for like five minutes after this idea struck me and then I quickly realized that look if I if I'm gonna keep thinking mm-hmm. then I'm never gonna go anywhere my mind is going to somehow find a way to reject this great idea and then I will probably never 
you know think about it again ever in my life and there goes my uh, you know whole chance of uh, learning about ceos and everything and and all that right so that is a genuine thought that again i was consciously thinking about while i was thinking about starting about that itself so what i did was i immediately picked up my phone and i messaged a few ceos i know i i managed to you know make a few connections uh before i had to start process itself when i was with them uh and everything so i think uh yeah i've always been a networker i think i'll come at the very end of that very end of this podcast itself but yeah i managed five people and i told them look i am going to do a podcast uh regarding space entrepreneurship and everything so uh, can we do this and let me know when that was a very simple straightforward uh, text and all of them said yes within the next day to us uh, i i am not sure how because i genuinely mentioned that look i haven't done this before as well this is the first mm-hmm. time i'm doing something like this and i genuinely want to give it a shot and i would be glad if you give me a chance to do that so all of them said yes and i think they were also taking a bit of answer <laughs> be very honest but then that actually meant that look i am now forced to do something so my mind cannot choose to escape right so i can't go back and say no no i'm not going to do again mm-hmm. at all uh, so yeah i think uh, i in one way or the other i forced myself to you know doing or doing the podcast itself so that is all because i was consciously thinking about uh, you know ignoring the idea and giving very silly reasons now that i think of it i have about 1000 reasons not to do and about it itself when i started off right and uh, and in retrospect all those 1000 reasons were very silly now that i think of it so mm-hmm. they were not actual reasons at all but at that moment your mind does not realize that right, right. so it it will tell you that look these are legit reasons don't do it because it's not your path or how do i put it uh, this is something which you haven't done you're, you're probably going to suck at it right so uh, that was the thought process by then so but then i had to you know suck my mind and then uh that is actually why i wanted to force myself into pursuing this path so after i did that i think my uh whole schedule changed per se so i would uh spend about 2 to 3 hours a day about doing the equipment and how to do podcast so basically i don't even know how to use a dslr how to use a mic what kind of gear they use i have never spoken in front of a camera and yeah it's like i have to make sure uh that i learned so much about podcasting itself and everything so i used to do my research by then uh, and it was during my semester exams actually uh, so uh, right after my exam finishes i just used to come back to my uh, room and then i don't study for the next exam but then instead i spend the whole uh, evening about doing research about podcast and listening and everything so look how do i speak what kind of conversations do i drive what matters right. what doesn't uh, do i ask generic questions and what will the audience take out of it and everything so there's so much uh that that went into it right so but it's all just there in my mind i still haven't put anything into test mm-hmm. right so the uh, the first time and the only time that i'm going to do that is directly in front of the ceo so yeah i think uh, that was, that thought was also very daunting right because no right. matter how much you try certain things yeah you have to sort of do it in order to know better so that was there and i kept planning and i never uh, you know i i care about my exams but then I did not want to uh, how do I put it put my podcast dream second mm-hmm. uh towards my I mean uh, when it comes to my academic as well so I just gave it full importance by then so yeah that was there and I scheduled dates and I told look I'm going to come on this day and I scheduled everything okay perfect now what happened was only then that I realized that I don't have any money to buy the gear or anything any equipment or anything of that sort now so now what do I do I don't I don't know I can't go back to them and then I I can't say no 
right so uh, i think uh, yeah i okay uh, what did i do for money okay i did this so i remember asking my parents some money to go on a solo trip that mm-hmm. uh, sort of like summer yeah, because of self help and everything so i was into that stuff by then so yeah i i asked for my mother for that money and yeah, and she said okay i will get you that and okay i was like okay fuck that this is also self this is also exploring my own self so this is also how do i put it in one way or the other uh, you know it's going to contribute to my growth so let me spend that money on the podcast thing itself so i think she gave me around 10 to 15 uh 1000 uh which was supposed to go on that trip so i could buy two mics uh so now what do i do do i i need a recorder i need a camera stand and everything i need a camera and everything but uh, i obviously can't buy all that right it's very costly especially being a student i don't work also so i still did not choose to say no to the ceos i was like let me wing it until i actually do it so fake it till you make it right so that was the mentality behind that so i just kept winging everything i was like i took i took a chance on everything that i did by then right i never even uh, you know i was so badly hoping that this would all sort of like you know converge and uh, you know end up in a very good result but there were too many variables by then it was so so daunting i think that is where a lot of people would have given up eventually right because uh, at some point you said okay look uh maybe one or two things could happen or go my way but nothing i mean not everything could happen right so right. uh yeah and then i uh, you know how do i put it i needed cameras and everything so what i did was look i don't have to buy anything or buy uh, all the things completely okay let me just borrow it from my friends to just uh, simply use it during the podcast and return right so i happened to ask around my friends and everything look i require two dslr so give me a camera i will take it for two days and then give it back to you so i was fortunate enough to uh, you know get one camera and another camera i couldn't get it because that was in intervention my kids were in sanja right so uh, so what happened is okay suck it uh, so my exams got over and the next day i was supposed to go home but i was like no i'm not coming home so i immediately that same evening i think i took a bus to trivandrum So mm-hmm. I wrote uh, yeah I I went to Kerala to my friend's house the next day morning I think it was around 6 or 6:30 a.m. I went and knocked on their house and uh, yeah his mother opened the door and I called my friend and told him look I I am in your house so please give me the cam- camera right so uh, yeah they were uh, happy to invite me in and then I bought that extra camera and then I again came back to Chennai that same day so because i so badly needed that right i can't just go with an audio podcast itself i also wanted to create a video version of it because that's a lot more immersive right so i came back to chennai with a camera and i was like okay now everything is done all i have to do is just test out the equipment and uh, learn how to do things and basically meet the schedule uh, that way i will uh, you know i would have successfully done it i was very happy so what happened is the third day from that day i got debut so <laughs> i was stuck with fever so i did not know uh, uh you know what to do or anything of that so i was like so badly thinking to my uh, thinking you know why did it have to happen this time or why did it happen to me right now at this moment when i planned on doing something like this right mm-hmm. so uh, i i i basically was in no position to rationalize what has happened because it doesn't matter also uh, you know uh, things like those happen so it is like the universe doesn't want you to do whatever you wanted to do right but then on the contrary if you think from a positive vantage point i think you will realize that the universe sort of conspires to 
you know, if you really want something, it's not surprise to make it happen, right? So I think I was just sticking onto that thought. I was like, okay, uh, I will message the CEOs and I told them that, look, I have fever right now. I can't come. So can we reschedule? So it was a very big headache. So I basically had to reschedule all the uh, interviews. And then I think it was 10 days before my college is reopened that I recovered from my fever. And I was supposed to take another blood test, right, uh, to verify that I'm completely okay. But then I happened to have that have that schedule, and then I couldn't take the test that evening. I was like, my mother was like, no, 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 what are you doing? You have to take the test, and ah, I am okay. And then I just told my mother that look, I'm okay, and I can't take the test right now. I have to leave because the podcast is not next day, right? So uh, I just skipped the test, and then I went to Bangalore, and yeah, I uh, drove alone uh, to the CEO. Uh, company it was no for nanotechnologies i was actually uh, interviewing with that that mm-hmm. so yeah that was an amazing story itself so i think i drove alone and i set up the camera and everything it took me half a day uh, because i had to set up all the cameras and all the mics and everything look at every angle uh, purely because i have not done something like that before also so i did not know how to operate it and all mm-hmm. what i did was i basically took a crash course for my friend from my friend like for half an hour just before the day i left so that is all the knowledge I had. So I literally did not know what happens if I, if my camera, you know, goes goes bad on me. How do I correct it? Zero idea, right? So I just basically, bring, I I was like, okay, let me bring this also. Uh, let me see whatever happens. So that was the thought process there. Uh, so no matter what, I am doing this. So I I think I was upfront with Adhar as well. I told him, look, this is the first time I am doing. I have zero experience doing anything like this. And my equipment also, I have zero knowledge. So. I can only imagine what he should have thought about me by then. So then let's not go into that. So yeah, it was there. But fortunately, those people are very much open-minded. Right. right? So they were like, they are willing to encourage people like me or people, yeah, people like, uh, you know, people who, who you've been uh, interviewing before. Uh, they are giving a space for them to explore. That is Absolutely. the beauty of startups. Itself. Their mindset is like that. That is why they are so successful. Right. And that is why they have been able to do a startup and then be successful at it. Right. So, uh, first lesson there. Uh, okay, you have to have an open mind. You have to sort of encourage things like this, even though uh, you know that 95% of it could go wrong and it could flop out. But right. then there is a the mentality, right? You have to fail to learn. Right. So I think they sort of encourage all that. And yeah, I uh, did it. So it took the whole day for me to shoot a one and a half hour podcast. So after I did it, I, there were a lot of problems with the camera and the equipment as well. So I had to stop. Uh, say 10, sorry, say uh, two or three times in between. Uh, and then I had to, uh, you know, sort of continue the recording. It was very embarrassing in one sense. Uh, you know, you go to a person of high regard and then you do all this nonsense. So what will they think about you? That, also, that thought also goes on in your mind, right? But then they were very, very chill. They set out to spend that time with me, right? And then even if I was doing all that nonsense with my equipment and all that, they never got pissed for a second right so uh, they were in, in fact encouraging me no no they were like no no it's okay it happened so take your time and then do it let's turn to me i was like okay what are these people <laughs> so i think in one way it was the complete opposite of what i imagine or how i imagine great people would be right so lesson number three humility uh, comes i mean all this is just in my first podcast itself so imagine how much i would have learned in the subsequent podcast Past, right so mm. humility you have to be humble you have to be open to learning i think uh, a few of them are fortunate enough to tell me that they learn from me as well i don't know what they learn from me right but 
uh, it doesn't uh, so it takes so much for a person of that high stature to say something like that to a nobody basically right so i think uh, that was lesson number 4 you have to be uh, uh, you know sort of very agile with whatever you do and you have to stay humble and there is always learning everywhere right. so that is yeah i think uh, the day ended and i you know drove off uh, from the place so i immediately uh, found a lonely street and i parked my car uh, you know sort of like a, uh, in a very cornered area and then i was like uh, let me take a moment to sulk it all in right so because it was a huge day i did something which i never thought was possible and i think i deserve a moment for myself so i think i cried also by then uh, yeah like for five minutes or so because i felt very happy it's not past years at all it's very very you know the sense of satisfaction that i overwhelming. never overwhelming overwhelming yeah exactly right so it's no overwhelming sort of emotions and that is when for the first time i felt uh, i felt like look this is what you are supposed to do right uh, this is what you're meant to do so let's i think you finally found it so just keep doing this so i think this whole sort of like a thought uh, uh, you know it's it's an overwhelming emotion of joy and everything so i think i cried for like 5 minutes and then i i was really happy uh, not very much happy with how i basically approached the podcast and everything and all the mishaps in between but then happy that i was able to finally accomplish it that's all uh, it doesn't matter how bad it was or everything because there's always scope for improvement right, right so right. i but then i somehow did it there were everything was stacked up against me so then Uh, you know i had the metal to stick to my guns and then get it done so i think that gives you a sense of satisfaction that's uh, and i think it's worth fighting it's yes. worth fighting for so uh, yeah that was my uh, first attempt i think that was the first phase so i think overall i would say that everything will go wrong uh, especially when you're trying to do something out of your comfort zone uh, it will life will or the universe will test you uh and try to figure out how much you want it so so if you're very weak or say if it's just something that how do i put it sort of like a rebound science thing so it's like you just use it to make yourself feel cool and then try to do something like that you will eventually give up right so life will make sure that you give up so but then if you're really passionate and if you still want to how do i put it if you still really have the metal and you truly want that for yourself uh it will test you to your very core but you will figure out a way to come up successful at the end of it and there also comes a reward that uh life gives you so i think that is how the initial phase so i think we should not be uh afraid at all to pursue something which feel very very audacious because then what's the point of uh, you know living itself so uh, so basically my philosophy from that moment has been that if your dreams aren't if your dreams don't scare you then basically you're not dreaming big enough <laughs> great things come when you push yourself out of comfort zone from that point on i i could see myself growing faster i could meet i mean i could see myself meeting a lot more people and then surrounding myself with all sorts of like minded people people of high status who was who i could you know who it's very difficult to even sort of like schedule a meeting with but it sort of like now i'm friends with them so i can basically text them on my phone and then you know look if i have any doubts regarding the company or anything i can just basically ask there are a lot of avenues opening up there are a lot of opportunities opening up simply because i chose to pursue this random thought which came at mm-hmm. one evening in my mind right? Right. so yeah i think that uh, that is the whole uh, beauty of it so you have to push yourself and do something like this in order to experience and know what it uh, really means uh, in one sense that is a that is the greatest lesson that unwanted is taught 
so far at least for me because this was my experience by then yeah absolutely and we learn as we go right it's exactly. not about doing things perfectly in the first take and we improve and as you pointed out exactly there's so many things that can go wrong the internet might go down there might be the camera might just break you know the mic there would be some problem with the mic flies and bugs coming in between anything can go wrong and everyone who's listening to this this is life this is real life and it is your passion it is your passion for this particular space that is actually driving you to do this right and everyone whom you have had on your show so far amazing people some amazing people tell our audience about them about some of the guests that you have had on your show and who inspires you in what way oh i think uh, that is another great question as well so uh, basically tapping out of uh, my learnings from each podcast i say yeah so i think uh, the, like i said the first guest was gadad he is the ceo of nopo nanotechnology i think mm-hmm. one peculiar thing which really struck my mind during the podcast apart from all the other lessons which i pointed out before is uh, i happened to ask him one question as in how how long did it take for him to have a startup of his own Uh, he has also been very much passionate about carbon nanotubes and space applications of it and going to mars and stuff but then uh, you know there is uh, there is a huge process between what you think and how you bring it to fruition in real life mm-hmm. so i wanted to know about that phase of his life uh, what he had to go through and uh, you know what it took for him to actually start mm-hmm. that startup basically so i asked him that question and the reply which he gave basically shook me i was like okay very much shocked because i never thought it would I knew it was difficult but look dude this is on another level <laughs> so what are you even saying i was like that so uh, i asked him how long did it take and everything so he was like uh, he had to do his own research about starting a company about i mean about uh, nanotubes and everything about the space applications after mm-hmm. his, after he completed his masters that is i think it took about 11 years for him to basically register its startup mm-hmm. the startup right mm-hmm. and then get the uh, company running right so Uh, you know it was after that that after registering that he had to start all of the r&d and then start working until he got the first prototype out that was another say four five six years uh, down the line and where will you get the money for that where will you get uh, the personnel to work with right so who will, who's going to believe in you all that all that was there but then the very fact that he was ready to wait 11 years after he finished his masters right uh, to basically uh, you know he was equipping himself for his dream right he was basically using all that time to build his uh, personality towards what he was trying to do he is a he is very much of an introvert right. right that almost shook me because he was speaking amazingly well during the podcast i was like how would you even an introvert he was like believe it or not i was an introvert in my school colleges and all that time right? my people skills are very bad he said but uh, the first question which he asked me was how was your fever he did mm-hmm. not ask me anything else the moment i showed up here i mean showed up at his place so that tells me that how much empathetic they are and everything and then how much of a uh, of a great person he is right so i think that is the sort of sort of growth that he set out to achieve during that 11 years and he achieved that it took him that much time but he eventually uh, you know did not skip anything at all he wanted to do it and he did it the second episode was with nikita mm-hmm. so she is the uh, ceo of 
uh, SSERD, uh, the Society for Space Education Research and Development, right? So uh, that is an outreach-based organization trying to inculcate people, uh, you know, about the far reaches of our solar system, unprivileged students learning about space and everything. So it was it was fascinating for me when she said, look, she had campus placement offers for like one one and a half lakhs, which which pays her one one and a half lakhs per month. But then she decided not to take that up. Instead, she right. started a non-profit in space mm-hmm. in a country like us. Where will you learn? Where will you earn money? You hardly earn money being a private limited or a company like that. But it's a non-profit. Right. Who are, who's going to pay you? I mean, how will you take care of all the money part of it? But then I realized that there are a lot of, uh, how do I put it, greater things than money until when you set out to do something like that from her. It's basically the satisfaction of giving. It's the satisfaction of teaching and uh you know seeing all those young children grow and learn about space i think that basically kept her uh going and motivated and she has been able to accomplish lots of amazing things uh in the very little time that she set out to do with it mm-hmm. so that tells about her metal and that tells that you know you don't necessarily have to look at earning money or something of that sort you have to find out what your calling is what your true purpose is i think that uh she told me that teaching the kids and helping them grow was the purpose that she was put here and she's pursuing that and she's very very happy with it right so wow. uh and the kind of things that she was able to accomplish oh my god i think she's she's one of my biggest inspirations personally uh she even met buzz aldrin personally so i think buzz aldrin is the second guy to step on moon mm-hmm. uh she has been able to network with some of the most amazing entrepreneurs worldwide uh wow. relating to space uh she attended the international space university she visited sun uh in europe uh yes and and lots of state agencies she has traveled countries representing her company and everything all that within say what three four years after she started off a non-profit in space right so uh yeah i can't imagine people who are, who are earning funds being able to meet bazaar and do stuff like that what she did right so that is another path which she cast on herself right so uh it is not always money but it is what genuinely makes you happy that you have to right right that was the greatest lesson that i basically you know was able to grasp from her and right. sort of inculcate within myself so that was there and i think my third guest was the director of the french space agency so that that sort of like a very big leap right so it was dr gilles rapin i was at an international conference uh in kerala uh, sort of the indian government and uh, lots of other embassies France, Netherlands, Germany, and everything—they sort of put together a space consortium. And mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, because of my networking, I was able to get a seat to visit that place, right? And I went and I met lots of amazing people—people people from UAE Space Agency, the UK Space Agency, uh, people from ISRO, and the mm-hmm. Chief Minister of Kerala, uh, and yeah, and and lots of amazing entrepreneurs uh, in the specific domain itself. And that is when I also happened to. uh you know meet people like dr gilles he's the director of the friends space agency so it was very simple right uh, i thought these people are very high fi i can't even go near them at the conference itself so they were surrounded by like five six people wearing suits all the time and they are basically their colleagues and they just talk to themselves and discuss so i was sitting at the audience place and i was wondering oh my god uh how would it be if i could get him on a podcast so that was my thought i was like okay fuck it i have to start right now let me watch straight up and uh, let whatever happen happen because 
I knew I had a 50-50 chance. One, it could be super great. And another, it could be a very, very big downfall. It could be an embarrassment, right? So, for all I know, they could stop me and ask me to go back. <laughs> and the whole crowd would be watching me, right? So, I eventually went up to him and then I uh, went near him and I looked at him and I said, Dr. Gildas. And the first thing he did was he and uh, all of them sort of like put their heads towards me and that is when i realized how humble they are they don't want to even sit in they are they are the directors of a country space agency french space agency right but he doesn't sit and talk to me he stands up the moment i go near him and he was like hey what's up and i was like i, I explained about uh, the team and the journey and i told him about unbounded all within sort of like five minutes you have to be very careful how you utilize your time as well especially when you're talking to people like that you can't bore mm-hmm. them also so i think that is a sort of skill skill that comes with networking and communication i think i was pretty decent at that so i was able to manage and uh, you know clearly convey what i wanted to do and i was like look i am here to i mean i have my podcast here and everything and i genuinely want to you know sit with you and talk with you and uh, know what you have to offer and everything and he was right. like i am at your disposal he literally said this word any time at your disposal i'm there call me wow. i was and he gave me a start I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is even better than what I expected, right? That was a crazy experience itself, having uh, the opportunity to sit with uh, the director of the French space agency and start uh, and have a conversation, legit conversation with them and then, you know, sort of like network. And now he's also my WhatsApp contact, right? He literally wow. messages me at times saying that, uh, how, are you doing? how are you doing during the COVID times and everything? I was like, dude, who is this guy? <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Um, uh you get to understand people uh on a very different level as opposed to just uh, you know having a vantage point right okay. now when you actually get to do stuff like that so that was one of the greatest lessons that i learned from him how humble he is right so uh, it is not every day that people of that stature uh, you go near him and they stand up and talk to you right so they treat you as an equal irrespective of what you do and who you are so i think that's a culture that we also must develop in whatever uh, you know endeavor we set out to achieve so that's that's also one of uh, the lessons i learned that's there uh, and i think my next guest was narayan prasad np uh, so he's like the yoda guy for startups in india so he he represents the whole of the indian news space ecosystem globally on a very different level mm-hmm. so everybody knows him right so the first question when you go to europe or some place else and Uh, you say i am associated with the indian startup industry the first question they ask you is do you know narayan prasad right so if you say yes then there starts the conversation right so there is a whole tag uh, so that guy is like he's also had very humble beginnings but then he set out to uh, you know achieve so much so much uh, he has also had his own you know share of ups and downs he basically started off with uh, you know just building small scale drones testing that out uh, he literally had no idea new ideas of his own right but then he is now the chief operations officer ceo of startup.co that is a european based uh, uh, you know company they are working with nasa they are working with so many other space agencies right. uh, uh, you know but he is the ceo of that so uh, i think one amazing thing which he pointed out is that look it doesn't matter if you don't have ideas that literally change everything it doesn't matter at all because he said for my instance i did not have any original ideas of my own but i do have the ability to connect with people and help them out with whatever they want to achieve right so he was like that is how i met kathik who's of course the founder of sasra uh, itself and he said he had the amazing idea and i knew how i could help him mm-hmm. and i set out to do that and now we are doing this together right so it doesn't matter uh, if you are uh, uh, you know if 
basically the point where i'm getting is that originality is not just in terms of ideas but it also in terms of your mentality to accept mm-hmm. other people's you know thought process and sort of like ingest it and then make it your own mm-hmm. right so uh, yeah that is also very different perspective that he basically gave and he has been my mentor ever since so everything that i do he just basically helps me out gives me advice and everything so i think it is also very important one more thing uh, that uh, you know whatever we plan to do it is always important for us to find people who can guide us through it you know mm-hmm. we can't achieve everything all alone absolutely right? or at least we'll be at a much better place if we have a mentor of our own so it is our responsibility to find a person like that to help you out i think i'm super blessed to have something like i mean somebody like him guiding me so that's uh, the lesson there i think my next guest would be ranjana call uh, she is a very uh, experienced mature uh, uh, you know space player she 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 is well versed with space law that's a very different field from me i was like what is space law and she spoke about policies and space laws and why it is so difficult and how it's affecting the whole ecosystem itself how it's affecting the economy of a country and economy of uh, the growth of an entire domain and everything and that is that was one other uh, you know interesting uh, conversation which i had so it was i think uh, one of the most thing that surprised me in that conversation or the learning i would say perhaps is i think uh, the experience which she spoke with and the way she articulated things she never mm-hmm. you know basically showed off that i knew everything and everything and all that stuff i mean i was asking i was sitting there asking totally dumb questions i did not know anything about space law or, uh, yeah space policy or everything but then uh, she being a scientist she patiently responded to everything and sort of like try to make me understand what that is because i was doing that with mm-hmm. nt otherwise i would have been completely clueless but then yeah uh, uh, i should i mean we really should appreciate that aspect that they don't care who asks the question as long as your intent is right 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 as long as your heart is there at the right place they're always right. willing to help that was uh, one episode and i very recently had alisa kasan on the show right so uh, she was she's supposed to be the first person on mars she's, she's going to make history right so i watched uh, that one. i i watched yeah. that one yeah yeah so uh, yeah i think it's amazing uh, getting to know that look in sort of like say 2 3 years down the line right. she's going to be in the history books and i got to speak with her right now so that is a great deal i think one main lesson which i learned from alisa basically is that she was very very specific about her goals she wanted to become an astronaut and uh, she she just set out to do that i mean what do you do after going up to space and then coming back what next i mean you get all the fame and everything money should be a problem but then there is also something deep down that you feel you have to do right so uh, she did not think about that at all she was like okay whatever my dream was it only comes second after i wanted to become an astronaut so let me do this first and then let me think about all that later so that was her mindset by then and she she even skipped getting a regular education like others right she basically just set out to study of i mean study uh, about space and becoming an astronaut only specific to uh, whatever her mission was uh, even from now so she said that she did not even understand or know what calculus was uh when her uh, you know uh, peers were talking about that she was like okay what is calculus i mean did i i don't even know that so i but then i'm studying to become an astronaut right so uh yeah i think that also takes a lot of courage i mean even if she is from a country where all that is encouraged much but mm-hmm. then it also 
ultimately comes down to what you want and how strong of a metal you have right so right. i think uh, that is one thing that i learned from her and i think these are all the tech people sort of like the people who uh, you know started out ventures on their own and everything but i also wanted to uh, you know remember if i told before about running the company itself talking about the money aspect of it right so uh, that means i will have to also learn about investors how that circuit works how that network works and uh, you know how the money works and what happens between pitching and what this due diligence and everything right so i wanted to know that so i thought okay let me use this opportunity to sort of pull in investors and then kind of like have a conversation with them as well so that is when i started off with uh, connecting with investors through people mutual connections and everything and making friends with them and sort of like bringing them on the show as well. so that will give me a uh, you know prelude to what i was actually signing up for in terms of creating a startup itself and not just thinking about the science or tech part of it right so yeah i think i uh, did that as well and i got a few investors uh, who have already invested in a lot of space startups here uh, and that's not very normal so it's very hard to find people to uh, invest in a space startup especially here so usually it takes about 200 to 300 pitches for space entrepreneurs whoever wants to create a company to get one investment right right so yeah they have to pitch to 300 investors uh to convince one person to give money at least say $250,000 or so for the for your seed round basically that's not too much money considering the worth sorry considering the amount of effort that you're putting in and what you're building and everything but then that's what you get so mm-hmm. and then you have to sort of like go frugal and uh, you know make the money work for you right. every bit of it so i think that's also a few things that i understood and i also got to understand how uh, you know what how how the investor mindset works when they are listening to a pitch what is it that they look for and what are the key details that they look for i mean are they looking for originality what is your concept uh, where do you see yourself how do i make a pitch how do i not bore them because those people literally uh, you know sit and listen to say 1000 2000 pitches a year uh, and and they sort of develop a very sort of uh, sharp mind wherein they literally know within the first one minute itself if you are uh you know worth listening further or not they just simply sit and listen but they will know that okay if i listen to this guy then my money is i mean i can trust him with my money right so right. the ideal uh, thing that they would essentially look for especially when they are trying to invest in a startup the angels or the venture capitalists is that about in a 4 to 5 years time frame will my startup try to get me say uh 100 million dollars is does it have the capacity to do that right so uh, often it does not but eventually i mean it is a very long long term game so uh, you would you would take say thrice your expected timeline to uh, get things done to get your product out to the market and then only you will start seeing money so i mean the investors also know that but this is just the assumption which they uh, try and sit with at least during the first one or two minutes of their pitch right so all these things you get to learn only when you meet such people Uh, and then when, only when you talk to them i mean it is not easy scheduling an appointment with such great investors i mean people who uh, who i have spoken with or who i have uh, you know gotten on the podcast they have literally invested in redbus oyo book my show right all these are swiggy all these are great startups in india they are running millions of they are generating millions in revenue and they have such a strong user base which means these people people of such caliber they are not very easy to find and they are not very easy to talk and network as well but right uh, you know this podcast has given me an opportunity to do that uh, in one way right so i connected recently with uh, the ceo of mumbai angels network she's nandini and 
uh, that is a network of five, six hundred companies in itself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just imagine the kind of reach. Uh, and especially, I mean, it is not easy for entrepreneurs itself once they have the company to schedule a pitch with that person and then no. Mm. And I think one more thing which I've learned from them is that they explicitly told me that, look, what matters sometimes initially is that you come through a mutual contact mm. uh, to pitch in front of us. Uh, you have to do a little bit of research about how to get to us itself. That speaks a lot about you. And that basically inculcates a mindset within ourselves that, okay, maybe I can trust this guy and then listen to, right? He's worth my time. That is, that is basically a mindset. So that, there goes the importance of networking. Uh, you have to be able to figure out your mutual connections uh, and then see who I can reach out to and then everything. So I think on that front, I'm super glad because I know all these people on a personal level now itself. So basically, four or five years down the line, if I want to do something, then I think it will genuinely be a relatively bit easier for me. Uh, to do that right right. I think that is one thing that I uh, learned as well yeah so that's I think that's about uh, my guests and everything so a lot more to come so yeah so we're we're working on a on an exciting new project as well yes Uh, sort of like a very different uh, turnaround for Unbounded as to how it has to proceed further but then yeah I will come to that no please uh, tell me more about it because I am very excited and Later in the conversation, I would also want to hear your elevator pitch for Unbounded. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, Sure. Uh, So, yeah. uh, Unbounded. So, I have always been a fan of Shark Tank. Uh, I watch it like crazy. I binge watch and everything. So, I think that's the only thing that I've been saying for a while now. I I watch every episode of it. So, I think the thought struck me as in... Uh, such platform ceases to exist in India. I mean, it is not the case at all where there is short of ideas. I mean, we have 1.3 billion people. So uh, there has to be something, uh, you know, uh, that has to be done regarding this. And I went around, did a little bit of research and found out that there is no, you know, sort of like a brand uh, or Shark Tank, which does something like this. Now that was an audacious goal for me. I was like, okay, let me set out to do this. So let us, let me create uh, the Shark Tank for India. Right. So that was my thought process. And that is when I happened to pull in two investors for my podcast. And eventually I just asked them impulsively at the end of my podcast. Uh, I basically asked them, you know, if somebody were to come up to you and sort of like get the media and everything and then say, I want to create India's very own version of Shark Tank. Would you be interested? This is basically how I put the question. And both of them put their hands up and said, yes, yes. I mean, why not? Let's do this. I mean, we are ready to help you as well to do that. Right. So uh, I was like, okay, yeah, then let's do this. So I think that was about like, say, three to four months. And I think one habit of mine that I developed because of doing Unbounded and things that always pushes me out of my comfort zone is that I sort of take things that might sound silly very seriously as well. So I mean, <laughs> if I go and say to somebody that I'm going to create the Shark Tank for India, people will laugh. Yeah, I pull them. And through those two people, I happened to reach out to a lot of other people as well. Uh, you know, sort of like uh, six, seven, eight investors. So I I did everything I could. I cold mailed them. I called up to them. I reached out to them on LinkedIn and everything. And I made contacts with them, my network. And I said, look, this is what I'm going to do. So are you ready to do this with me? Right. So I think a lot of crazy people uh, I have reached out to. I, I emailed Ratan Tata. I emailed Sundar Pichai. Right. And I emailed the vice president of Google and he replied as well. So he said, uh, 
uh, super great. You'll be launching this. But then uh, right now, I'm not into angel investing. But he had his own reasons because he was not, uh, he was basically a venture capitalist by then. But that is not the kind of investors who we are looking for. We need people who can do angel type investments, mm-hmm. uh, who, who can take split second decisions to use their own money, right? So uh, we can't have people using funds to invest through uh, in, in a show like this, right? So uh, the, okay, so we named basically the show as Angel Think. Mm-hmm. Uh, A-N-G-E-L is an I-N-C, Angels Incorporated, sort of like that. So yeah, it's almost done up and running. So we have about uh, six investors finalized uh, wow. to do the show with us. Yeah, so uh, what happened was I reached out to so many people and for a long time, I did not get any reply at all. But all of a sudden, one day, eight people replied saying yes. But then I can't have eight people on the show, right? Yeah. I can't have eight investors sitting there. There'll be too much competition for anybody to make deals. Uh, and probably, how do I put it? There won't be effective communication at all, right? But right. I, as as somebody from uh, an executive, uh, sort of like an executive producer point of view, I have to consider that aspect as well. I have to consider the showmanship, how clear the communications happen, how effective the deals can go through. But if I have eight people, so it's like too many cooks spoil the broth. I have to also be, uh, you know, conscious about that. So there came another challenge for me. I was like, look, getting investors to sign up itself is a very big challenge. But now I have to figure out a way to drop them. Eight people said yes. Now how do I drop them? Right? I have to. I have to. I have to figure out a way to drop two people. And I took calls with everybody, and I told, look, uh, uh, I, I basically first tried to understand what their uh, perspective on the show itself was right and one of them told that they were also trying to invest through funds and uh, they were also I mean they can't make split, split second decisions on the show itself so basically that is when I was like okay yes uh, so maybe angel type investments are the best fit for this show sir. so uh, we may not be able to do this so I figured out a way somehow to sort of like subtly convey that message and he was like look I was also wondering about that early so yeah no problem at all I mean happy to connect I think that is what they said. Uh, right, so right. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll catch up with you for a podcast at least later. So uh, yeah, I think uh, that is how I had to drop a uh, few people. Uh, so I mean, it's nothing fancy as in I have, I've not done anything at all. But uh, the thing is like, that was a challenge in itself to uh, sort of like speak and negotiate with people of such high structure, right? So uh, we did that and we finalized the panel and uh, we have six investors and we're planning everything out. So we have about uh, 35 to 40 people working on this full time uh, to, to get up and running, right? So it should be live in about two to one half months and we yeah. are planning to shoot this sometime next quarter, uh, yeah. 2021 because of this COVID and everything. So once yeah. everything gets over, so we'll be able to uh, sort of make that. I mean, uh, a lot of money is involved. Uh, I have to. I have to manage. I mean, the whole team has to manage tons and tons of money to produce a show like that. I don't know how. Even now, <laughs> I still don't know. I am still winging this. So that's. I think the one of the greatest thing. I'm. I am. I am literally scared to shit every morning I wake up when I think about this. Right. But again, that is also half the fun of doing something like absolutely, this. So absolutely. So it is like. Yeah. So I think it is. Uh, it is sort of like reinstating your fact that uh, or thought process that your goals have to be audacious enough for you to get scared about it, right? So uh, I think that does and 
uh, every time i go into a corner and think okay maybe what have i signed up for this is not for me i should probably drop it and everything there is my team there is my amazing team they were like okay let's do this let's do it don't worry all that will happen so they they just say simple words like these and i was like okay look if i have a team that is having this kind of metal to do this then i should i should buckle up and then you know uh, uh, you know stand up to it right, and then right. sort of do it right and i also have the investors who are ready to work with me so let me try to figure out i mean there has to be a way to raise money right so that is when i happen to again take calls with a lot of other people and uh, uh, you know uh, even the investors the ceo itself as to how uh, what kind of avenues i can look for for generating money and everything and i and i and i learned tons of stuff right so we so we came so far the platform is going to be launched in a while and we literally spent zero rupees on it yeah. i think that's one of the greatest achievement because see uh, one of the philosophies that i have always uh, uh, you know thought about or premised upon the entire unbounded this angel sing show is that it is completely student run it's mm-hmm. completely student made right. so uh, which means that you can grow a 100x frugal as opposed to how you would have uh, you know approach it if you are going completely professional on it it doesn't mean that students can't meet the professional standards at all right right there are a lot of students who can uh, you know meet such standards and there are a lot of freelancers who can you know work professionally with equipment with shooting with production and everything so i reached out to my student network i reached out to my uh, you know sort of like people who i looked up to who have done amazing things and were who have managed to carry out their passion there are people in my team after finishing after finished finishing engineering everything they didn't choose a job they just went ahead and do freelance photography they do short films and everything they don't care about money but that is what they want to do right so uh, i had to be very cautious about what i am looking for when i'm trying to build that team so i realized look these are the kind of people i want because they want to do that and right. it doesn't matter there is no job security and everything all that uh sort of thing in their mind and everything but they just set out to their passion so if i can get a bite of that mm-hmm. and sort of tell them that they are also part of this and make them see the bigger picture then there happens the magic right i think that is also uh the biggest challenge of becoming a leader it doesn't uh, uh you know mean that you get to order people around or everything of that sort so it's the only key is that you are able to make the people and your peers see what you see if you can do that i think that's the sign of the greatest leader itself right so if you can make that happen then the rest will fall into place the rest Absolutely. is nothing so yeah then people will realize that they are part of something really big they are not working for just money alone right so right. they are trying to create history so it is very very difficult especially so all of the people who work for unbounded who work with unbounded to make this happen none of us we work for money or anything of that sort we want to create this and see this happen so badly we want to be the people who have done this and created such a platform for so many indian startups and everything and sort of like create this into a brand uh, wherein uh, you know it happens over year after year shark tank like seasons and you know people will realize angels inc like shark tank someday so that is the ultimate goal and you know it is not every day you get to uh, say that look i am part of history right so i think uh, that was a challenge for me to make people whoever came into the scene to see that bigger picture and all this i learned because i interacted with a lot of ceos before and what they have been doing and everything and working at a startup phase and environment like that i think now when i look back in retrospect i was uh, you know experiencing all that to sort of build me towards this moment 
so uh, i think yeah uh, uh, that is project that uh, we are working on and hopefully hopefully it will uh, work out i still don't know what i'm going to do but <laughs> i am still winging it so i am glad to wing it as well so we'll see this is amazing amazing nitish amazing news and i would like to congratulate you and your team because without a doubt what you guys are doing right now it's not easy and what i can see through this is that somewhere down the line you must have communicated the right story about unbounded right you must have been able to convince them that this is what you do and this is why you do it and this is why they should be a part of this right and that is extraordinary because this is a challenge which so many entrepreneurs experience at a much later stage as well right even at the age of 30 35 there are founders entrepreneurs startup owners who are still figuring out how do we make money how do we get money from people how do we create something of value and you're already doing that you have already started doing that and the magic is already happening all that you guys need to do is be consistent with it and you have all my support and you know everyone who knows you you have their support so i am sure this is going to uh, make an impact and it's there to uh, you know create that dent in the universe i would i would definitely vouch for this thank you very much those are very kind words hopefully yeah yes yes absolutely they will they will work out and nitish on this uh, note and in this context in this background all that i've learned from your uh, journey so far there's one thing i'm particularly curious about that is the environment the startup environment right now we being indians we know what kind of perception people have in their mind when we talk about a small business a startup right there is that sense of ambiguity uncertainty attached with uh, these organizations people often think that whether i should be a part of it or not how much money will i get are these startups funded even kids who really want to make a difference but you know from their parents side and from their peers you should get into a high paying job and startup is not for everyone and there's so many people out there who are passionate about something but just for the sake of that regular paycheck they are not able to follow their passion what would your message be for them i think that's a very interesting question i'm i'm not exactly sure if i'm the right fit to answer because i'm not at that stage wherein i am you know sort of like earning money to uh, understand that but as of my mindset goes right now and as of what i am setting out to do uh, in the future as well i think i can answer from that uh, context of a uh, sort of like a perspective so i think the way i have looked at uh, the kind of path that i would want to follow on everything i've never really thought about uh, you know of course after i mean just before i started on bond or anything with that sort right. probably say four years before uh during my first year when i interned sorry three years before when i interned my mindset was before uh, before that was very different uh even then i wouldn't say that i was thinking about getting a you know well paying job or anything of that sort i knew i wanted to work somewhere mm-hmm. uh wanted to work at a great place but the 
point of money never struck me actually right so it was out of my passion and curiosity that i wanted to work at places like that because i get to work with such cool stuff that really excites me so that was the only thing that was in my mind actually by then and even after i started unbounded even that thought just went away i mean i don't care if i how do i put it earn money for like next 5 years or so but i must be in a position where i am creating what i want to do at the very end that is my own company right so of course that requires money but then that doesn't mean that i will want a well paying job elsewhere sort of like earn money and then put it in my bank account and then use that to bootstrap my whole thing all that i don't think does that does work at all because look you can either walk the wire and play safe or you can either dive all in and then uh, you know go all or nothing i think i am sort of like the latter part i i think i find it uh, a lot more appreciable when i do uh, go all or nothing right so i think that is one mentality which i sort of developed while doing unbounded itself i had even and it's sort of like you have to experience it to know it you can't just have a because of mentality about startups and small businesses and say look uh, i do i want earn money here and what am i doing and everything and then maybe i should go look for a very steady income job and everything right but you have to sort of experience it to understand the joy that it that it sort of like gives you and the kind of dynamic you will earn money if you go for a safe paying job but you will not grow as a person right so but as opposed to working with a startup or elsewhere that is where some of the most smartest minds are working that is where the all of energy is right so if you get to a place like that the the mere intimidation will help you grow right, right? as opposed to uh, yeah going in a, a a very conclusive environment so the mere intimidation will help you grow so you have to sort of like push your guns and experience sort of like at least work for a year or so in a startup or something of that sort and then know for yourself as to how you have developed as a person how what what your skill sets were before and where you are now because that gives a lot of freedom to explore whatever you want to do okay. so at the end of the day i mean how many people who are very well paid uh, who have a steady income are happy with their jobs how many people can say that not not a lot of people right uh, but then i am i am willing to bet on the fact that a lot of people who passionately work with startups are a lot more happy Right. right uh there are a lot of young, youngsters on that space which means that i don't need 1 lakh 1 and a half lakhs right i am going to work in bangalore so say give me 60000 or say give me 50000 right or give me 40000 i will spend 10 20 on my month rent right a monthly rent and probably the rest of the money to you know take care of my expenses and maybe a little bit uh, uh, you know save it i think that sort of mentality you develop uh, when you work at a place like that and also working at a startup takes true courage it is not everybody are not meant to work in startups right so Absolutely. it's like you have to be really really passionate to work in a place like that but then that is where the uh, how do i put it the proper gift is uh, or uh, that is where the entire magic happens uh, so how do i say in conclusion i think what really matters is the courage uh to put yourself in an environment like that and put development first over a stable income of course there are a lot of other factors that matter right. as well say uh, family situations all that is okay i mean mm-hmm. uh, you have to take care of that as well first right. if you are in the requirement of money and everything but you will eventually come to a point wherein you can afford to make a reasonable choice of choosing to jump to working at a place which pushes you out of your comfort zone or just look for a steady income job right. if you don't make a call right there 
then you are essentially losing out of something great which you could have accomplished otherwise right so i think that uh, is one thing that i would really really want to say uh, and and it's, it's like everybody are now looking at startups the dynamic is changing uh, the youngster population are completely changing and people want to do things on their own they don't want to simply go and work as a work a 9 to 5 job and then sort of like have 30 40000 and then lead a very normal life right so i think in terms of the youngsters mentality that is also changing we can't say that no change is happening at all but agree to the point that there is a lot of uh, you know sort of like a cultural a need to get a, a high paying job or a safe income job right after you graduate Okay. still that still exists here right so i think that is one thing that uh, we should come out of because probably that will help you say for like 2 3 4 5 years max and then you'll eventually get bored and you will just do it for the money but then if you sort of like push yourself and then you know bite the dust for another 5 years and work at a startup then the growth you will experience and the kind of opportunities you will explore that will probably ensure that your growth is exponential 10 years down the line both in terms of money and in terms of your mindset and happiness and uh, you yourself as a person i think you have to play the long game if you have the mindset of playing the long game i think uh, you will eventually choose startups so i think people should really experience it at least at some point in their life to understand uh, what they are absolutely absolutely and you got to be willing to give up on a lot of comfort a lot of things that you have grown up to be comfortable with and uh, the idea of success in itself is so different when we talk about running your own company running your own organization and doing things on your own terms it's very different it's very different it's and as nitish said you you should give it a try sometime if you have this thought in your head that is not letting you sleep if there is a dream that keeps you awake you should sometime pause and reflect what is it trying to tell you what is it trying to say to you and is there something that you can do about it you never know you never know so yes on that note nitish thank you so much for joining me today at the story bar it's been absolutely amazing to have you here such an inspiring story such great insights coming from somebody who is so young and thank that you. is all the more inspirational that is all the more inspirational i would say because i am like what if i don't reveal my age 8 to 9 years may be elder to you but yes i learned so much today during the conversation and i'm sure that our viewers will also get so many thoughts to take home today and before we leave before we leave please tell them where can they find your podcast and what pages what on uh, what social media handles they need to follow it Awesome. So I think I will also finish off with one message, one simple message, and yes. I will get to that. So I think if I were to tell something very conclusively that I learned as well and I learned to develop is this one thing that if success was so easy that you could get it at the snap of a finger, then everybody would be running four-minute miles and driving Ferraris around. Right. So I think uh, imagine for a second what it takes to reach that level of greatness and irrespective of what you think initially may seem uh, uh, you know would happen 
I think it is always worth always worth it to just put your first foot forward and then try and explore things for yourself. It doesn't matter if you fail, but you know that you've tried that and you know that you've checked out that box. So I think we have to push ourselves continuously out of a comfort zone and then uh, see the magic happen for ourselves as well. So I think that's that's been one thing that I've uh, learned. So I think uh, if I were to say something, I can, I can, I can say that. So yeah, I think you can, uh, uh, you know, find Unbounded uh, in YouTube. So there is a YouTube channel for us and uh, we put out content there. Uh, Apart from that, Unbounded is also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and uh, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts, and everything. So you can basically search Unbounded, and you can find there. Uh, of course, I will send the link. Probably Garima, you can yes, add it in yes, uh, the description. Will. Yes. So I think that is where you can find Unbounded. And if you want to catch up with me or uh, you know talk or anything of that sort, feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. Yes. So it's just basically Nitesh Kumar the profile, and you can basically send out a message, and I'll be happy to catch up with you and uh, talk simply. So yeah, uh, thank you so much Garima for having me. It has been so much fun. I never really thought people will interview me. <laughs> so uh, that is, uh, this is a great experience, right? So for once I get to sit on the other side uh, and then, uh, you know, answer questions as opposed to ask. So this has been fun. So thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, yeah, we'll get to do sometime uh, something great soon. Yes, yes. We'll see. Yes, yes. And all my pleasure. Thanks to you, Nitish. And I will make sure that I mention all the important links uh, for our audience in the description. So folks, do check those out and do connect with uh, Nitish on LinkedIn and on Instagram as well, Facebook, wherever you can find him because he's there. He's always there and he's everywhere telling these amazing stories about the space industry and not just space i would say there are so uh, many deeper subjects that he has been uh, emphasizing upon and highlighting in these conversations talk about startups entrepreneurship dreams and you know education mentorship there's a lot there's a lot in there for you and please do follow unbounded thank you so much thank you very much